Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. I'd rather make a killing than a living. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Yeah, that was kind of dark. I'd rather make a killing than a living. Well, I guess uh, for money-wise. Yeah, yeah money-wise, yeah. I was like, uh, I'd rather kill someone than stay alive. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd no. rather kill someone than work. Yeah, <laughs> good man. Drinking uh, Saint Martin Anno 1096. It's a blondy blonde. <laughs> blondie. It's a leggy blonde. That's right. All right, seven percent. Nice. I'm drinking. A-P-B. I'm drinking water. But oh, I, by, yep, by the way, uh, I just uh, want to uh, say uh, real quick uh, before you uh, tell uh, us uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, ABV yep. of your water. Uh-huh. I just want to just be clear that um, when I drink beer and read the label, I just want to be clear that to everyone that yeah. I know all things about beer, yeah. and especially the beer that I'm drinking. Like yeah. I'm, so I'm, a, I'm an expert on this beer. No, you just picked a beer that had a nice looking label. You thought it was cool. It looked like Game of Thrones label. Yeah. Looks. Shut up, man. Looks like Try- a fantasy medieval. What are they called? I, Troll. I don't know. <laughs> What are your fantasy character? What's your fantasy character in World of Warcraft? Uh, it was a night elf priest. Nerd. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that was just a setup. Uh, so I'm drinking water. Yes, the AP or the ABV is alcohol by volume, zero percent. Mm. So I'd rather make a killing than a living. Was sent into us by at Vito Libido. Thank you, Vito Libido. I like your Twitter handle. It's a cool one. It no, rhymes. Like rhymes and I like rhymes. Uh, and you can send those catchphrases into our Twitter account. Ours is also rhymes at Money Matters Man. <laughs> it does that. Rhyme? It doesn't rhyme, but it has um, my favorite alliteration of things. I like M- alliterations. M-M. I couldn't have planned it like that. Mastering I mean, mint. <laughs> that that was your idea. The title. Yes. And this, and the title for this episode has a bit of alliteration in it as well. We're talking about the 10 tips for staying motivated towards your financial future. Two of them in the there. Double T-T-F-F. F. 10 tips. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. I just, yeah, true. 10 tips. T-T. T-T. All right. <laughs> I just can't go to T-T. <laughs> I want to play with my mouth right now. Okay. Let's let's just start. Let's just dive in. All right. So we have ten tips. These yeah. came from a website that I like called thesimpledollar.com, and mm. the book is very good. The Simple Dollar, which is uh the the I think the first book I ever read about personal finance in mm. 2013. It was the first book that sort of set me on this path of becoming financially independent and savvy and what have you. So I highly recommend the book. It's very good. Trent Ham wrote it. Uh, so. Number one is to clearly define your goal, right? Mm. This is something that I struggle with because I actually don't have a goal. And they say like, yeah, they say in budgeting and investing, you should have a goal in mind. And right now, uh, I don't have one. So they say, one, it's extremely clear in terms of what you want to achieve. Two, it sets some sort of timeline for achievement. And three, it gives you some flexibility in terms of how to get there. So I'll be honest, I don't have a goal. That's see that that's well, like weird to well, me. What's, like, your, I, I've, what's your clearly defined goal? For what? For for your finance? Yeah, for your yeah, for finance. So like every year I'll set like a, a net worth goal, I'll set like a savings percentage goal. Um it's it's not like my goal will be or, or I might be like a, a promotion at work or a, a raise. So I'll have like specific things like that. You do. Yeah, always. Like I've 
can't actually imagine when do you set going, these when do you set these goals? Do you set them in like It's usually years? Like part of my yeah, it's yeah. part of my New Year's thing or when I like I meet a big goal. Like so I had a goal for before I think it was before I turned 25, I wanted to have 100,000 in net worth. Uh-huh. So that was just like a one I wanted it? to be yeah, I did reach it. So I wanted to be able to say like, oh, well, before I was 25, blah, 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 you know. So that was – usually my net worth goals are by birthday. What do you think my goal should be? Your goal should be um, in a year to have a net worth of zero. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> – <such laughs> a it sad sounds, goal. It sounds sad, but uh, like how much debt do you have on your house? Uh, what do you mean? Like how much do I owe on it? Yeah. Uh, one – Hold on, I don't know. You make me pull out all my paperwork here. Uh, I owe. Wait, when is this? When is this from? This Dude, is from. Dude, how do you not know? Is it not? It, it, no, is it not into your mint and shit? No, mint only checks my Zillow account to see where my house no, is no, no. worth. Yeah, but you could add in your mortgage. You can. Into that. I have to do yeah. that because uh, otherwise you're getting like a fake net worth. Dude. As, as of my yeah, I am. As of my unpaid principal balance, it's at one forty eight. And what's your house worth? 137 in mint and recording the Zillow, the Zestimate. Was was that your latest uh, thing? No, that was from a year ago. Oh, okay. But, so, dude, but the principal, uh, the, the amount I paid towards principal is like 200 bucks. It's freaking mm. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you actually might not be that far from, ah, uh, but you still have your car loan. So, so, does, so for my mortgage, would zero be if I owe the same amount that my house is worth? So, if your net, if you do zero net worth, you do, all of your assets yes. minus all of your debts. So your house right. would be worth whatever. You know, you could, if you wanted to, say your car is worth something, your betterment. Sure. And then you subtract mortgage, car debt. Okay. Whatever, credit card. Yeah. Um, Zero is a big fucking deal, dude. Most people are not there. Um, most people are not there. Yeah. You know what? That's, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to reach that goal this year, but definitely next year. So maybe that's my. I, I guess I didn't mean like 2014. I meant like in a year. Yeah, in let's a year. say uh, I, I'm all about setting October 2015 goals. Yeah, for some well, reason. Then maybe my October 25th goal, 2015 goal, will be to uh, get to zero, which is my net mm-hmm. worth, and then start to climb from there. There you go. All right, that's a good goal. And like, what do I? What do you think's a, a good? Uh, how do you determine what your like? Look, I could say. I want to have a net worth of two hundred and fifty thousand. I want to have a quarter of a million dollar net worth when I'm in two thousand fifteen. But that's an unrealistic goal to hit. So right. how do you determine, you know, what you can achieve and will achieve without so, being so ridiculous and then be disappointed when you're not a millionaire in, in a year? So I think generally, like for net worth, I think one year goals are not realistic because you can't pull a rabbit out of a hat in in a year. Yeah. But if you give yourself like five years or three years, you could do like crazier stuff. So I like to set kind of ridiculous goals, Mm -hmm. but you could easily figure how much you might save every month, multiply that out. But that's easy for you though, because you have steady income. Whereas for me, Mm -hmm. I don't. Right. Well, that means that you have to hustle. So my goals are a little bit more difficult to achieve, or or at least to calculate out what what would be realistic for me. I guess I could always calculate it based on the previous year on what well, dude, I made. So you've been contributing five hundred or so to Betterment every month. Right? Yes, that's true. I mean, is this something that you think you can commit to? Oh, like, absolutely. I, like barring any ridiculous thing, so then you could say, "Fine, I will at least have plus five hundred dollars every month." So if you say times twelve, that's like six thousand a year. Uh huh. Right. So then maybe if you're looking for a three-year thing, instead of 18000 over three, 
Looks like you're like sleeping. No, no. No, I was going to say, so instead of like 6000 for a year, maybe you say, I want to do 10000 in a year. So instead, you know, so for three so years, So make small realistic goals. St- yeah. Start small and then kind of keep working your way up. Make them like a little bit of a stretch though. So you, you have to bust your ass a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two is focus on today. You are successful at your goal if you take positive action toward that goal today without overshadowing it with negative action. So I guess that's the idea of like um, – I actually have this uh, concept that uh, – I had my I think my boss had said something to me about this, and I actually really took it to heart for some reason. But he said, if you come into work and do one thing for this company every day, that's all you'd have to do, and you will make progress towards, your, towards whatever it is. He said, so it's not like coming in and trying to get it, getting it all done in one day. It's as, as long as you do one positive – you know, you take one positive step towards mm. whatever we're trying to achieve, then you've done, you you know, I can pay you for that work. And I said, okay, that, that takes a lot of pressure off because it's like, yeah. okay. And it's the same with, um, I know like writing what people like novelists and who write books or have these long projects, it's, you know, the whole thing of how do you eat an elephant? You know, it's one bite at a time. So you focus on every day doing one By action. By the way, that we, we have to uh, dedicate that phrase to Bob Givenisi. Yeah. Thank you, dad. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's taking every day and doing something to work towards that goal, mm. right? Whether it and, is, uh, you know, I guess in my case, um, you know, maybe putting some, maybe not spending something and putting that, you know, maybe it's, I want to go to Starbucks today, but I don't, you know, I don't, I can take that $2 that's, or $3. That's, that's, that's small. Goal. Yeah, I know. It's but, not a goal. I'm just saying. Do take positive action towards your goal. Every I think it day. ties into the productivity stuff that we talked about before, where it's like you sit down the day before and you write down three things you will try and achieve. Yeah, you know today. I see what you mean. Yeah, and then if you just do one, like you're going somewhere. Yeah, so just try to do something every day. So focus on today mm-hmm. is what the number two is. Number three is have a buddy. A buddy gives you someone to participate in goal related activities with. Hmm. Can that be you, Andrew? Can I be? Yeah, you could be my buddy. Do you, do you remember the... Uh... My buddy. Exactly. My buddy. I my had buddy one. and me. <laughs> yeah, I had one too. I don't know <laughs> why I remember the theme song. My my aunt had bought it for me when I was like a little kid and had the buddy in red suspenders yep, with the blue yep, shirt. Yep. Got it for me. And she also got it. And there's a picture of the three of us all <laughs> wearing the same thing. Really? <laughs> and it's kind of creepy. Yeah, I guess that's what they did in the 80s. He always came around me, my buddy. Yeah. He was always attached to me in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> that's not creepy. <laughs> uh, a buddy provides inherent motivation. So you can do it. Andrew, I need you to say that to me every day. You can do it. A buddy uh, can help you through the low points. Mm. And a buddy can help you plot strategy. That's right. Yeah, Yesterday, I guess, my wife told me that I can no longer say the word strategy because I say it way too often. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's important to have somebody uh, to participate with in this sort of stuff. Yeah, have a, have a money buddy. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. M- money buddy. There's something there. Hold on. There's something there. Wait, wait where's the alliteration? Financial friend. Financial friend. Oh, it's an, it's, okay, yeah. That financial works. Yeah. Find your financial friend. Where you guys you can go. openly talk about money to each other 
and you can bypass all the f- personal finance, social taboos that we talked about on a previous episode. And you can just openly have a discussion with, are you meeting your goals today? What did you struggle with this week? Maybe have Hold a, them accountable. Ooh, maybe there's, maybe there's something about like a money mastermind. Well, I know there's money uh, mastermind that the, there's a, uh, there's a podcast, podcast. Uh, video podcast, but maybe you do it with a friend. Maybe the friend doesn't have to be with you. You can just jump on Skype every week and say, you know, what would you do this week? And maybe even if it's just to berate you, you know, <laughs> what'd you do this week? I went to Target and bought uh, a $400 pair of sunglasses. You're an idiot and I hate you. <laughs> You're no longer my financial friend. Yes. Unfriend. Click. <laughs> How do you unmastermind someone? I don't know. I kind of like that idea. I guess you. As, would, I guess you would be my financial friend at this point. This is what we've been this doing. Is what we've been doing, yeah. For yeah, and it has helped. I, I look. I, I also talk to you about stuff. You and, do, and I've helped. Yeah. Even though I'm not the really the expert here, but yeah, I, I can give my. Sometimes two cents. It just you just need people to talk through things. Yep. And, you know. I do my best thinking out loud. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, um, tell me, you know, listen to this, tell me I'm crazy. Or but tell you know, me I'm not crazy. But you got to pick your friends. You know, you can't, whatever. It has to be someone uh, like that you respect, like Pierre. Or who's, who's, you know? who's also trying to be responsible with money because I could, you know, there, I have a friend who isn't so responsible with his money. And if I were to, you know, if, and if I were to say to him like, you know, uh, you know, I saved a lot of money this week. Oh, you should go buy a boat. What? That no, what? <laughs> no. When you or he he always goes like when you're buying a jet ski, when you buying a boat. I'm like, I'm not. You have a boat. I'm gonna use your boat. That's why you're here. That's why I became friends with you in kindergarten. Because I knew one <laughs> so day I you'd knew have a boat. I planted the boat seed. I planted in your the head. boat seed. I've been doing it for over thirty years. <laughs> I've been doing it for a decade. Yeah. So it's dedication. I think that's important. Number four is utilize smaller sub goals. A smaller goal should be something that you can finish within a week or so. Oh, I like that. The smaller uh, goal should directly relate to your daily action. And the smaller goal's result should feed directly into the big goal. So it's like a sub-goal of the big goal. You know, I, I think like the best analogy I could think of is, is work. You know, my work is very project-based. So it's like, here's this thing. Uh, you need to code, whatever. Uh, it needs to be done in like a week, two weeks, whatever. And then you work to complete that thing, and then completing that goal is part of your bigger goal yeah. of getting a raise at the end of the year or... <sighs> a lot of goals, man. I know. It's goal-oriented. Mm. Stressing me out. Really? Why? I need to find my goal. I need goals, dude. You have goals. Don't, I, have, don't, uh... I have business goals. You have, you have life goals. You have all goals. Do you know what I was telling? I was talking to Travis, um, huh. and Travis has been on our podcast before, and we've been hanging out because he's in the Philly area, and he has an extra pack of peanuts podcast, which I've been listening to about travel because I would like to essentially start traveling more. And uh, I said that I told him that my one goal in life, which is such a small goal, and it's not a financial goal, it's to be to live in the mountains or to at least. Like the, I have this vision in my head. This is my like go to vision when I'm you know daydreaming, which is to walk outside, look at snow capped mountains with a cup of coffee in my hand. That's it. Hmm. That's my goal. I can so totally dude, do that. You could, you could <laughs> I become could do that tomorrow. An, you could become a hermit right now. I could be a hermit right this second. So all your stuff, just get um, what what are those things? You press the beans down or the French the, press? French press. Yeah, I have one of those. French press. Um, you know, some twine to start fires with, and you'll be twine. Yeah, kindling. It's, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, kindling, but you have to find kindling. Twine, it's easy. You just buy a roll. It'll last you forever. Twine. Lint, lint, twine. They're great fire starters, yeah. A twisted fire starter? T- t- take, t- <laughs> fire starter! Uh, so, take it from me. I'm a boy scout, damn it. Yeah, I'm a weeblo. Eagle scout. Oh, yeah, you were an eagle scout. I was I'm only a weeblo. God, pathetic. I was a weeblo guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm such a dirty bastard anyway there uh the i, I don't know like, I, I don't have any financial goals i know my goal right now my short-term goal is to put 500 dollars a month in betterment that's like my i guess that's a goal but it, there's no end to yeah. that it's just you know but Dude, i guess you're right then the, the net worth goal and the weekly end to it is you said you wanted to be able to like live in colorado for a month or many yeah, months yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know so you need to get yourself to a financially secure position and obviously build the business so that you know, all right. But that uh, is a long term. Uh, minimize uh, number five. Sorry, is minimize and or eliminate distractions and little obstacles. So first, take notice of what takes you off the path. Second, get rid of easy to access distractions or temptations. And finally, plan a routine that eliminates those little obstacles. What was the title? This one again. Minimize and or eliminate distractions and little obstacles. Mm, sorry, I was distracted. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. (laughs) But I, I, you know, this one's tough because you got, first you got to figure out, you got to be mindful of what distracts you. Like Mm -hmm. I know for me, it's friends, really. It's, you know, the idea that my friends want to go out and they want to go out and party hard and they want to spend a lot of money on fancy restaurants. And I want to do those things too. But they won't. You know, that, that, but that takes me off the path toward my so, towards what I really want to do. It's interesting you say that because um, we we had had. Or I mean, not had. We we have these friends, and they're they're awesome friends. And uh, we would go out to eat a lot. And I think in the beginning, I kind of like Laura and I were just on like a spending frenzy with like dinners and drinks yeah. and shit. And they were came along, but they were kind of like. It's like a. It's like, well, I mean, they didn't say it, but they, you could just tell that it was like a lot. And it, they would come on, you know, along. We get like tanked and stuff, and it would just be like. Party. And like late, yeah. And lately, uh, they took the lead in like inviting us over to their house. We just kind of chill there. Like right. we'll bring a bottle of wine or Keep we'll bring key. something, and we just do a thing there. And it has done like awesomeness towards cutting savings down. I mean, increasing savings, like cutting spending down. You know, and it was funny because I was talking to my mom last night, um, and she said, "I want some books on how to live frugally." I go, "Just stop spending money. Mm-hmm. That's how you live frugally." Yeah. You know, she said. I, she's like, yeah, but I like going to Marshalls and shopping. I'm like, shopping is not a hobby. Stop doing that. That's not yeah. a thing. I'm like, you can shop it. You can go on Pinterest. You can look at all the stuff. Just don't buy anything. Put it on a 30-day list, and I guarantee you in 30 days, you're not going to want to buy it. If, if you want more clothes, why don't you start knitting? Well, I told that, her. That's to, a hobby, and then you can, you know. I told her to get rid of her clothes. She has so many clothes, she can sell them at consignment shops or something. Dude, Just get rid of them. Tre- tre- t- and she's starting uh, to do that. She wants to go into like a lean wardrobe kind of movement. Because I started so, doing it. So part of this whole sell everything challenge, uh, yeah. Laura's doing – so men's clothes are not as valuable online, but women's clothes yeah. are. And uh, there's this thing, TreadUp, T-R-E-D-U-P.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's we're, – we're testing it out. Uh, so if it works, we're going to show people. Laura's going to write an article on it. But she's taking uh, like $50 or $100, going to these shops, buying the designer stuff that TreadUp wants, and they'll tell you how much they pay. And she's going to sell it to them. So literally, she'll get to do her hobby, which is going to thrift stores and shopping. Interesting and- you bring that up because, uh, yeah, I have a friend that does that for 
Amazon. He sells, um, he goes to like Marshalls and, and yard sales and finds, you know, stuff, scans mm-hmm. it with his phone, and then figures out how much it'll sell on uh, Amazon for. And if he can make a profit, he'll buy it and then put it up on Amazon and make a profit off of it. Hmm. So yeah, he still gets to shop, still gets to do his yard sale stuff that he likes to do, and gets to put the stuff up there, which is a way to make money if you still want to shop. That's true. Good point. Um, number six is use visual reminders. Uh, the only visual reminders I have right currently, I have three across my computer. One says, um, one says <laughs> like, and one says create something every day. Sorry. It says create something great every day, but they are not financial goals there. So I don't say the word, um, and they're, like, they're like motivation. Yeah. And one is for, yeah, creating things. So um, I have, I, I guess, three, maybe. Drink more so beer. I, <laughs> well, I have, I have a bottle opener yeah. attached to my wall, but that, that was one. It's a visual reminder to get shit-faced every night <laughs> while you work. Exactly. exactly. So I have one that says, uh, do you, it's a card lore got me. It's, do you ever wonder if you're being a big weirdo and nobody's telling you? Yeah, again, not financial, but I understand. And you are. I, I have our, our thank you. Mm-hmm. I have our weekly recipe of like how we try and concoct our podcast episodes yep. the week to try and be interesting. And then I have a big damn map of the world because I want to go to all places. Okay, take a scratch off map. They are visible. They're not financial visual reminders. No, uh, but it's something. So I, I have. They're on my wall. Yeah. You can, you know what? You can do a visual reminder on your phone, right? In your wallet, which are some places like you know you go to pay for something, and then on your first thing you see on the wallet is do, you could be say something that's like, "Do I really need this?" Mm. And it's just a question. And when you pull out your wallet and you say, "Do I really need this?" You see that, and then you you're buying whatever you're buying at the time. You know what would be really interesting? Like if you went to the cash register or put it on your credit card, put a to sticker buy on your something. Card. So if you went to the cash register to buy something. And then they ring you up, and then you just say, no, actually, I'm just going to leave. Like, no one will do that ever because they're like, they're, already they're the so committed at that point, And what, they're going to be like embarrassed or yeah. it must be this big thing. You should try and do that because if you could be okay with doing that, then like, uh, if you have like remorse, you could just cut out. Yeah. There's a couple of visual reminders you could do. I mean, I, I think the one on your phone, putting a sticker on your phone, uh, you know, the people like, you know, used to tie reminder strings around their fingers, mm. you know, but you could have it something in your wallet that says, do I need this? Do I really need this? And then, you know, you're sitting at Target, you're buying it and you might say, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. Technically, right. This moment in time, which is what I, which is what I like to practice when I go to a checkout line is I just say, do I need this? Do I need this? Like, do I need this? Mm. And it's like, no, you can throw that back. And I don't mind saying to the lady like, ah, I don't need that. And she'll just put it underneath the cashier, yeah. you know. But there's that. There's, you know, uh, there's other financial stuff. I have a whiteboard behind me. I write stuff on. Uh, your refrigerator is a good place to keep reminders. Your mirror is an excellent place to keep reminders because you look at mm. it every day, I'm sure. Um, so some visual reminders. Right, red rum on your mirror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven is have some breathing room. Give yourself some days off. Give yourself a small allowance. These things. You know, don't be so crazy about it. And I think one of the, you know, I would say that is going back to the visual reminders. Let's let's say audio reminders. 
So listening to this podcast every day is an audio reminder to think about money and to become Not more being an asshole with the money you earned with your hours. Yeah. You know? And be and be aware of that. And having some breathing room where it's you know, take a break. You don't have to be so concerned with money 24 hours a day. You don't have to check mint all the time, you know, like I do. But there's – take take a day off. You know, go do something completely different. Go spend time with your family. Mm. Go spend time with your friends. And speaking of friends, moving on to number eight quickly is restructure your social circle. And I was talking to you about this off the air a little bit. And we were talking about it a little bit when we were talking about uh, – <clears throat> finding your financial friend mm. it's uh this idea that you have friends who are big spenders around you and and you are one of them you're the enabler in your mm. in your little circle and you just mentioned that story yeah and that now we're getting more towards the the miser and we're yeah. trying to tighten the the thing but yeah well, you spent years of being a miser and then you got the money and then you started to utilize it but now mm. you're going back to it i had this like weird time where i was like i i it meant nothing it's just like it was a big number yeah you know yeah so this the social circle is it's a difficult one to do it's really hard i'm mm. you know i'm i've been friends with friends from high school and and even before that and it's like they're now all big spenders they have jobs they you know they work for the weekend and it's hard to say no to them because you want to go and hang out with your friends but they're yeah. all they do is spend money you know, it's hard to say to them, you know, actually it was funny because uh, my friend is saving, my one friend is saving up for a vacation. So he's in this period where he like doesn't want to spend money and he's very quick to say, hey, I'm not, I can't go out this weekend. I'm not going to spend money. Right. And I said, well, if you still want to hang out, come over and we'll just, I'll, we'll get a six pack of beer or whatever. Beer, and we'll, yeah. just, we'll just listen to music or something. And that's exactly what he did. Drove over, went out and got a six pack of beer, super cheap, ordered a pizza. And that was, that was our night, you know? It's awesome. You chill. You get to know the guy better. Like. Yeah, and then the next day, I went over to my friend's house for uh, the same thing, for football, even though I didn't really pay attention to it. Uh, mm. But it was nice to go see their new place, see the baby, uh, drink a couple beers, play football out in the backyard, play a little cornhole out in the backyard, spend all, as much as it costs for a six-pack of beer, you know, mm. which is nothing. Ten bucks. It was a cheap day. And still got to hang out with my friends. But if your friends are the big spending kind... Might need to just tone it back a little bit with hang. You know, yeah. I don't know if you have to completely disown them as friends. Well, maybe uh, you just can't hang out with them that much. Yeah, anymore. you're just gonna have to scale it back a little bit. Uh, so number nine is focus on your own actions. Um, so it's really easy to blame outside forces that are out of our controls for failure of achieving goals. So uh, whether it's weather that keeps you from exercising or your boss that keeps you from improving your career, career situation or Obama <laughs> that keeps you from saving money. Damn you, Obama. Yeah, a lot of people like to blame the economy and blame the government for their mishaps. But really, it's all you. So focus I can, on I what- can tell you the reason I have not been able to save lately is because of Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah, it's, it's just it's bullshit. <laughs> It's an excuse. You're just making excuses. It's yeah. all you. Focus on what you can change, not what others. You not don't wait for other people to change, or other organizations to change their policies, or you know, the government to change you know the legislation and, and some <laughs> law. You need to just do it. You need to focus it, on your actions. What's exactly? If you what, are going to come up with an excuse, it should at least be hilarious, like blaming Obama, <laughs> blaming the economy, which is a <laughs> line in the song in the yeah, all my true. money video. And finally, number ten is watch the numbers. So keep an eye on it. 
even though I had just mentioned previously, like not to check men every day, even though I do, but it's important to at least, you know, don't be obsessive about it. And, and, and here's one thing. One of the, one of the issues I have with number 10 is watch the numbers. I am not talking about keeping an eye on betterment because that mm. will drive a man insane. And yeah. a woman, because if you're looking at the ups and downs, and I do it, I I'm guilty of it now, because we've been doing this podcast for so long, I'm I'm it sort of glazes over me. Like when I saw Betterment drop for me, drop down to 0.9 percent yesterday in earnings, and I just didn't freak out. Mm. You know, my brother would, but I because you've been negative before. Yeah, been I've been negative. Yeah, I've, been pos- I've been like at four or five percent. You know, but it's it's I know it's a long term thing. I'm not trying to make money fast. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Uh, so watching those numbers can be dangerous, but watching you know, the, one of the things that I watch is the, where, where my money comes in and out. So mm-hmm. I, I look, I look for issues or ways that I can cut spending in an area. Cause I go, Oh, you know, I spent a lot in alcohol this month. Ugh. Like, what did I do? And then sort of be mindful of that. I had, uh, convinced my sister to sign up for betterment, like the same month that I did. Yeah. And, um, the, the, the month, like the following 30 days, it was actually down. Uh, I was maybe down like yeah. one or two percent. That's tough. And she got she got super pissed and sold it. Yeah. And lo and behold, like I forget what the betterment update is. I'm like well over fifteen percent. Yeah. Like you know, so yeah. I'm just I, I, like it's I gotta said, gotta stick through it. Yeah. Watch the the goal numbers. Don't watch the stocks. That's just mm-hmm. that's just gonna drive you insane. And that's it. That's all ten. So to uh, to do a quick recap. Number one is clearly define your goal or goals. Uh, number two, focus on today. Number three is have a buddy or a financial friend, as we uh, alliterate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is utilize smaller sub-goals that can be done within a week. Number five is minimize and or eliminate distractions and little obstacles. Number six is use visual reminders and or mm-hmm. audio reminders for the podcast. Number seven is have some breathing room. Number eight is restructure your social circle. Number nine is focus on the actions that you can control. So I'll I'll, I'll rephrase that a little bit. And number 10 is watch the numbers, not your stocks, but like your net worth, your men, you know, what your savings are towards a specific goal, if it's vacation or what have you, um, or, you know, retirement or, or wherever you are. Uh, that's, that's all 10. So I have to thank the simple dollar.com for this list. It's very good. It's a recent blog That's post cool. of theirs. And uh, there's definitely some stuff to learn from that. And I have to, I know for me, it's restructuring my social circle and also getting some friggin' goals in place mm. for sure. So if you guys have questions, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please uh, subscribe to our podcast via iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you use on your phone or Android device, iPhone or Android or smartwatch or whatever you <laughs> apple use. watch apple watch it's not out yet but yeah apple watch pro edition yeah sport sport uh and if you send in if you leave a review on either itunes or stitcher which is i think are the only two places you can leave reviews send us an email so that we know you left a review and we can send you some gifts some thank yous mm. and this review i'm going to read by tederick from the united states and i hope i'm saying that right Dave Ramsey, who? Five stars. These guys have a great show. Personally, I have an engineering degree, and I am currently a part-time MBA student specializing in finance. Needless to say, I love numbers and facts. I like the incorporation of math-based decisions into their philosophies. I'm not a big fan of emotional-based decisions. Example, Dave Ramsey. 
Numbers keep me warm at night. And these guys are easy to listen to, and they have a lot of great ideas. I'm in the process of listening to all the podcasts, and so far, I have not been disappointed. We have a couple of differing opinions, but it concerns ideas for outliers, not the general public. Anyway, listen up and enjoy. Thank you, Tederick. Assuming I'm saying that name right. I appreciate that was awesome. it. And I read that pretty good, right? You did. I've been no, reading no good mistakes. this whole episode. Maybe the it's caffeine's me. finally kicking in and my brain's working on all <laughs> levels. So if you guys have questions or anything you want to learn more about personal finance, go to listenmoneymatters.com. And if you want to see all the tools and resources and books that we read and use, such as The Simple Dollar, you can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox and everything's there. Mm. So Andrew, do you have anything else you want to add before we head out? We uh, make like a baby and head out. That's true. I, it took me a second. I was like, head. Oh, ah, yeah. It's better than the legs. Yes, it's, that is true. Oh, no, I'm good. Good. Thanks again for hanging out with us, guys, and we look forward to the next episode. So later, Andrew. Later, Matt. <laughs>